What is up, everybody? Dan, Binder Boneyard, coming at you from the office desk, uh, dog kennel, pet recovery room, camping gear storage location, and uh, soon to be, um, I don't know what. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm uh, currently looking out the window facing north. All the leaves have fallen off the trees, thank God, um, and they are now blowing around everywhere it was a decent day today kind of cold but uh that's what it does it do what it be right now so uh it is evening time for me uh it's a wild and crazy friday night here uh decided to burn this thing out now uh, and then head home and i got a bunch of home stuff to do so you know it's the balance of running the business and trying to be a functioning member of society you know i gotta do my laundry every once in a while and make myself food uh i know if you follow my instagram stories uh you would think that i don't know how to make food um but i really i do uh it's just more convenient to walk to the store and buy some food uh than it is to meal prep or to make food the night before or whatever so uh i'm a lazy fucker anyway um <laughs> lost my train of thought so uh calendar same thing birthday cruise march 16th through the 19th 2019 southern california route 66 so uh should be good time everyone's welcome uh, in their international vehicle uh no power stroke powered fords sorry um other than that not much on the schedule i've got some hauls planned uh so yeah uh, everything else seems to be puttering right along. Um, lots of work coming in, lots of work going out. Um, appreciate you guys for all the support, everything. It's been, uh, it's been very nice. And, um, it definitely does not go unappreciated or unnoticed. Uh, the used part sales have been off the hook lately. God, who says that anymore? Off the hook. Um, but uh, been uh, moving a lot of stuff. So the eBay store um, has been very well. We've been stocking it. Uh, Jamie's been very busy with it. And... Um, you know, just just Facebook sales uh, and word of mouth. You guys calling, looking for stuff. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, thanks for for spreading the word organically yourself. Uh, I hate. I don't pay for advertising. I don't do any of that stuff. So uh, when you guys tell somebody else about me, I really appreciate it. So with all that stuff that's going out, I am giving the. Postal Service and the UPS guy a lot of money. Uh, and that's one lead me to something I want to talk about real fast. I kind of fucking rant about you guys. And I know it's not all of you, but there's a fair amount of you. That bitch about the cost of shipping. And you bitch at me about it. Uh, I'm sorry, but I don't make the prices that the post office charges. I don't make the prices that UPS and FedEx charge. All I do is I weigh your part, figure out dimensions, 
punch it into the little UPS calculator, and then that's what it costs. So don't complain to me about your $200 fender that costs another $100 to ship because it's huge. Um, you know, it's not my deal. <laughs> it's not my problem. I'm sorry that that's, uh, <clears throat> that that's how it is, but yeah. So either drive here, get the part yourself, or wait until I'm in your area and I'll drop the part off there. Uh, and no, I don't hold parts. That's another pet peeve. All right, I understand that you need this tailgate or this fender or whatever, and it's big and you don't wanna pay for shipping. You can purchase it and I will hang on to it if we have a plan. If you do not have a plan, if you just want me to hang on to it till next time you're around, um, probably not gonna happen because I'm not a storage unit. Uh, or my favorite thing is, man, I really need that. How about you just set it aside for me and then when I got the money, I'll buy it. Uh, no, we don't have layaway. Uh, that's not how it works either. <laughs> and I, don't, I just don't understand what people think about. Like, I, I don't know if I just, because of my social media presence or whatever it is, people think that I'm just a dude with a big backyard and I just kind of fuck off all the time and, and then, you know, sell parts when I feel like it and we're all bros um, or what. But uh, no, this is a legitimate business with legitimate bills and legitimate things that need to happen. And I can't pay my bills with cases of beer, um, good thoughts, good vibes. You know, it's hard to keep the lights on with fucking positive energy. Uh, that might have been a pun right there. I'm not sure. But uh, <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, money makes the world go round. And that's what this business needs. So appreciate all you guys buying stuff uh, and, you know, understanding the cost of shipping and things like that. It's it's a very helpful thing. So that leads me to something else that's unrelated to shipping and parts is um, conversions. Uh, I get calls all the time about, hey, how much to put an LS in my Scout? How much to put a Cummins in my pickup? And it's very difficult to answer those questions uh, accurately because there's so many variables, you know, how messed up the trucks are, how much work we got to undo. There's a scout in the shop right now getting an LS that needs a complete rewire too because I'm not going to plumb this crappy scout wiring into the LS harness, uh, you know, and all that. I just, I'm not going to do it. So it needs a rewire. Uh, so when you guys, <clears throat> when you guys are thinking about conversions, because you see it all the time, the guy like, oh, my 304 is shot or my 345 sucks or my 392 doesn't have enough power and I want to upgrade to, you know, X, whatever. People don't realize how much time it actually takes to swap something different in, make it all work, the the right mounts, uh, 
the radiator, fan clearance, firewall clearance, uh, steering boxes over there, you know, inner fender stuff. Um, you know, the Cummins, for example, is long. The 6BT is, is long and y the rear head bolts are very long. And what a lot of guys don't realize, and I've seen this happen a couple of times now, they set that motor way back so they got room for a fan, room for other stuff. Uh, and then when it comes time to do a head gasket, they have to take the engine out because the rear head bolts won't come out because they're stuck because the, the motor's too far back and it's under, it actually goes under the cowl a little bit and, uh, and you can't, can't get the head bolts out. So you got to take the whole fucking engine out to do a head, head gasket. So, and that's why I've, I've caught a little bit of grief from people about my black truck and the Cummins in there because they're like, oh, you got to run an electric fan? Well, look at all that room. You could have gone back four or five more inches. Like, yes, I could have. But I pay fucking attention to shit. And when I have to do a head gasket, and we did have to do a head gasket on it, I wanted it to be worry-free. And sure as shit, it worked out just fine. Uh, so, um, you guys need to consider things like that, uh, when you're putting it in, putting these engines in, because unless you're okay with pulling the engine, uh, you know, that's not going to be all right. Some of the stuff that's super custom, like I'm putting a DT 360 in my 45 K, um, that, um, it's going to be its own animal and it's going to have, you know, it's going to require a lot of other work to do certain tasks like head gaskets and, um, head gasket, I should say, and whatever. But, uh, you know, the really wild and crazy things like that, that that's a different animal. And, and if you're willing to go that far on a build, then you're, you're resigning yourself to the fact that you're just going to have to, um, you know, do some crazy shit to make it work. So I'm, I'm talking about the guys with the, you know, the D series pickup that just wants more power, um, or the scout guy that just wants more, whatever. Um, some things to consider to, um, the costs, you know, all right. So rebuilding a 304, uh, long block out the door from Jasper is like three grand. Uh, S and J is a little cheaper at like 24. Um, S and J doesn't have quite the, the reputation that Jasper does, but whatever. Um, so you're 2,400 bucks. Now this is if you're doing it yourself. Um, so figure, let's just say, let's go with the S and J price. We'll say 2,500 to your door with shipping and all that stuff. Uh, then you got to consider paint. There's some there's some stuff that doesn't come with it, even though it's a long block um, that you should replace. Uh, water pump, good one to do. Um, having the heater core and radiator cleaned out, um, blown apart, descaled, and solder back together, very good idea. Or upgrade, especially on a Scout, upgrade to the aluminum radiator, the Champion one. Yeah, it comes from China, but it's good. It works very well. Uh, it's very 
um, cost effective and you, uh, you know, it just works well for the $190 or $210 or whatever they are. It's worth it, in my opinion. Um, the D-Series stuff, there's not really an aluminum option for you. So we just, uh, like the 72 that we're doing now, um, it just went through the radiator shop and just got boiled out and, and all that stuff. So there's the cost of that you got to consider. Um, and... Of course, full tune-up stuff. Don't put old plug wires and shit back on it. If you're going to put a brand new long block in, do it fucking right. New plugs, new wires, new cap, new rotor. Do Pertronics or some electronic ignition if you're not going to do a FI kit. Um, you know, just don't cheap the fuck out. Uh, we even like to do new exhaust, too, uh, because... The way the the head pipes are, they're they're always ovaled out, and the donuts are always fucked up. So, just just do it right. You know, it, it might cost you a little more now, but long run, it's going to be good for you know a couple hundred thousand miles if you take care of it. So, you figure with the cost of the long block and the extra stuff and the updates, you're probably in it thirty two to thirty five hundred. And this is no bullshit. Everything bolts in. It's stock scout, stock truck, whatever. Put it together. No drama in that respect, unless a parts store gives you some bunk shit. But that's a different story. Another. That's another podcast. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> you think about that, 3500 bucks, And now you start seeing these guys that are like, oh, I want to put a small block in it, you know, which is any v8 chevy up till 99 or 98 because um, my buddy's uncle's sister's brother has one for 500 bucks it's got a transmission on it and then i just got to do this so you start thinking about the transfer case adapter and you're gonna have to do exhaust work on this one you're gonna have to do plumbing stuff you're going to have to fabricate motor mounts. You're going to have to figure out radiator, uh, coolant hose routing. Um, now you got a distributor that's at the back of the engine. So you got to watch the firewall. Uh, you know, you've got all these other things to consider. And if you really start adding it up and thinking about your time and stuff, that 3500 bucks for the rebuilt international engine uh, starts to sound like a better plan uh in the long run because then the other side of it too is if you're trying to find parts or if you ever sell the rig down the road and you got to tell the guy all right it's got a chevy engine but it's got this transmission and it's set up like this or whatever it's just uh you know sometimes it's just better to stick with stock in that respect um you know if it's purely cost-based, because that's the thing you run into is people are trying to save money uh, and they run a cheap, you know, like I say, the $500 small block that their sister cousin had. And, uh, you know, um, but really when you start adding up all the extra stuff, and all the things you're going to have to do anyways, is it really worth it? Um and a lot of these guys, a lot of you guys, don't know what a fresh rebuilt, well-tuned 345 feels like. Um, 
they are actually pretty peppy compared to a worn out 345. Uh, the Santa Rosa Scout build that we did for the, our customer in California, it had fuel injection kit, had an NV4500, 373 gears with 33 inch tires, and that thing hauls ass. It flat scoots for being a 5,500 pound Scout that's all lifted. And it's just a 345 with no extra work other than the injection and decent exhaust. Uh, so uh, it's very possible. Uh, and especially in the 800s, like a little light 800 with the V8, they go. Like it's really, I don't want to say it's impressive, but it's it's not, it's definitely no four cylinder. That's for sure. They scoot right along. So I don't want you guys to discount what a good running international will do just because you've never experienced one. Uh, and that's the internet is full of those fuckers, the forums and the Facebook pages, the guys just immediately start talking shit about international engines. And all they know is their grandpa's worn out 304 that was in his travel all, you know, that had 488 gears and 31 inch tires and was only good for 52 miles an hour. Um, those guys are not the ones you want to listen to. Um, you know, we've built some international engines that actually scoot pretty well. Uh, you know, yes, there are limitations. There are um, other things, you know, like, yeah, you can squeeze a lot of horsepower out of a small block Chevy. Uh, do you need a lot of horsepower? I don't know. That's up to you and that's your taste. Uh, you know, if it were me... I would still consider like the LS conversion if you're really dead set on that. Um, the LS is becoming the new small block. Still a little expensive, but you know you can get a donor truck for a wrecked, you know, whatever, 1500 Silverado, 2005 with 180,000 miles on it. You can get wrecked for 2,500 bucks, three grand, and then you need the adapter to run the Dana 300 out of a Jeep uh, or a NP208 or 241 with a passenger output, uh, which are harder to find. But either way, run that transfer case. Then you got to wire it, get the standalone harness, uh, get the computer reflashed, get all that. So now you're getting, you know, five, six, seven thousand dollars $7,000, depending on the parts you go with and the rig that you start with. And, all of that. Um, so, you know, you're all of a sudden this, the three $3,500 international option uh, doesn't sound so bad when you're seven grand into parts and materials on your LS conversion. And I know that's a little high to some of you guys. You're all, you know, you Midwestern guys who the rigs rot away before the drivetrains are even broken in uh, have a little bit different price scale than we have out here um on the west coast because our rigs last forever so you know we don't have that um abundance of parts trucks like you guys do out there and cheap parts trucks when you guys were selling you know dana 60 front ends for fucking 300 dollars, and you know you can't buy a dana a kingpin 60 on the west coast thousand dollars all day long every day you just you just can't. You can't find them for less than that. And if you do, buy it immediately. Um, 
No, don't call me tomorrow trying to sell me one. Assholes. I don't want one. I'm just saying. Uh, the price market is different by location. So some of my pricing might be skewed to you Midwestern guys. Um, but I just know what it costs. I know what it takes. So if you're considering doing a conversion like this, really weigh the options. If it's solely cost-based, consider what your time is worth. Consider what a shop is going to charge you. Consider a lot of that stuff because the $500 Chevy engine that sounds cheap to begin with usually ends up costing you more in the end than just going through the 304, 345 and, and going that route. Um, but you're, you know, the, the allure of a cheap engine is what draws so many people in and then they get bit. And I'm, you know, I've gone down that road a few times too. But, you know, and then one thing that you can't really apply the whole this conversation to is the crazy stuff, the one off shit. Um, I'm putting a Mercedes five cylinder Mercedes diesel into an 80 um, and it's its own animal. That thing's going to have its own costs and its own headaches and its own shit. And I'm doing that simply for the love of doing it because that's what I really enjoy um doing something different doing something neat crazy um and i know like my cummins powered travel at um not the craziest thing out there but it's just neat enough that it gets a lot of attention and it works well and people like it so um you know, this Mercedes-powered Scout, I think, is going to be pretty neat. We've got a Mercedes-powered Metro here as well uh, that we're doing for Jeff. So that's um, another cool project that I'm hoping to get back on here very soon. Um, that thing's been on hold for a long time because of me. It's it's me and scheduling and whatnot. But uh, hopefully we get that fucker back in the shop and get going on it again. Um, so... The wild and crazy swaps, like the guy, like John put that 6.9 or 7.3 IDI uh, international engine into his Scout. It really was a shoehorn to get it in there, and it took a lot. And, you know, it was it, whenever you're doing crazy one off type stuff, all the cost goes out the window. Uh, I don't want you guys to think that just because you got the Mercedes, you know, I bought my Mercedes car for like 500 bucks, maybe 600 bucks. And, uh, you know, but the adapter was three something plus I need, uh, the Toyota transmission still, you know, so again, there's no cheap date with these conversions, even when you think you can, you know, and, and all right. And the cheapskate guys that talk about being able to do your whole thing for 900 bucks. Those are the guys that also wait seven years collecting parts, um, you know, and or they go to the swap meets and they jew everybody down uh and then you know whatever i'm sorry if that was offensive and you know you just you can't listen to those guys either because they are not the norm they're not the that is not what normally happens that's not the average way of doing things if you want something done in a reasonable amount of time you're going to have to spend money for it because you're going to need that part you're going to need those pieces you're going to need the work done if you're paying another shop to do it uh, so 
there's a reasonable amount of time too. So um, keep that in mind. I just, like I said, I'm just trying to give you guys that are considering conversions um, things to think about. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not a purist in that respect. I love internationals to death, don't get me wrong. But I'm not going to shit talk you when you put a, an LS in your scout. I'm not going to be that guy because I understand. You want to go fast. You want to have power. You want to have a thing that starts you know, in the morning without a bunch of work. I get it. I understand. I'm, I completely understand. I got a fucking Cummins in my truck for that reason. For mileage, for power, and the ease of operation. I get it. So I just want you guys to think about these things before you pull the trigger on a conversion. Um, you know, uh, so just, I'm sure I missed a bunch of stuff. And I know a lot of you guys that, that respond to me on the socials uh, mention things after the fact. And I know a lot of you guys that do mention it have done conversions. So, uh, or, you know, do have conversions already done in your, your rig. So I'm sure there's stuff I'm leaving out or, you know, I'm making it sound worse than it is or, or whatever. Uh, and I might be making it sound, I might make it sound worse than it is only because I've done enough of these damn things and experienced enough of these things that I can confidently speak on it, you know, um, doing one conversion in your garage over the course of two and a half years. Yeah, you've got some experience, but, um, you know, I've done a lot of these damn things and I just, you know, I know what I've seen. I know what I know. I know how you get lured in with the cheapness of a conversion or, you know, whatever it is. Um, so keep that in mind. I know there's parts out there to make conversions easier. The LS motor mounts for the scouts are out there. LS kits, uh, you know, that, that saves you some time because time is money. I don't care what anybody says about, you know, your time not being worth anything. If your scout's done and on the road, then you'll be doing something else more productive. So, you know, yes, time, time is money. So keep that in mind. Uh, you know, if you've got all the time in the world, AKA money, and <laughs> you don't mind taking four and a half years to do it, then by all means do, do it yourself and, and, you know, put that LS in there or put that Cummins in or whatever. But, uh, if you just want to get your rig back on the road and you want something that's going to work and be reliable, don't discount the international engine just, uh, you know, off the bat, just just because some guys on the forum said they're boat anchors or whatever, because all you really want maybe is a running scout that's reliable and that's easy. I mean, they left the factory very reliable, so there's no reason why they can't still be reliable. Uh, don't ever let another shop tell you that, you know, it's the way it is because it's an old truck. That's not true. They can be just as reliable now as they were 40, 50, 60 years ago. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> hopefully all this stuff made sense. Uh, you know, I rambled, I lost track of where I was going a couple of times, but hopefully you, it gave you something to think about in the conversion side of it. Sit down with the piece of paper, add up your shit, add up the numbers, crunch the numbers, get real world numbers. Don't listen to these fuckers on the internet that say you can get, you know, uh, Camaro exhaust manifolds for 80 bucks because um, that's not true they're definitely more than that 
uh, you know, or the $500 wrecked Chevy pickup. Like really do your homework, put some real world numbers, numbers down, and then figure up your conversion from there. Um, and you might find out it's not worth it. If you're really on a budget, it might not be worth it. Uh, so anyway, hopefully all this stuff made sense. If it didn't, I'm sure you'll tell me. Um, I love you guys to death. Have a great Saturday. And um, I'll see you on Monday. Mm -hmm.